Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 199 of Stream of Thought. Only one episode away until we hit that 200. On today's episode, we kick things off by discussing a couple of things that I've been doing to just try and, I guess you can say, self-regulate. We also talk about the, I guess you can say, the surplus and all these national holidays that have been going on these last several years. I don't know about you, but I do not remember any of these national holidays growing up as a kid. Anything you can think of, we now have a national holiday for. And in the ridiculousness of all of these national holidays that are going on, we have World Prayer Day, which Victor and I have a chance to talk about prayer. Oh man, we don't talk about religion much, but Victor has his strong opinions and I have my strong opinions. So we go back and forth and naturally, even though we didn't plan it, it goes on to the conversation about religion. Oh boy, it is something that is well worth listening to. So with that being said, episode number 199 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. So one of the things that I decided to try and get in the habit of doing was taking note of any negative things that I say. Most of the negative things that I say, I say inside my car at somebody, but I'm not saying, you know, I'm not screaming it at them. It's, I say it to myself, right? And so I say it to myself and then right after I say it and I realize what I said, I record it on my phone real quick so I can write it down later and... And, you know, have a more objective standpoint as to as to my emotional state of mind, I guess you can say. And so I'll just share a couple of those recordings <laughs> right now. And I kind of I laugh at them. I, I can you know, I can laugh at myself, but it's I've. I've heard it, and I'm like, oh, man, Victor, you sound a little upset. Like, chill out, dude. But in the moment, you get a little carried away. So here's the first one. Get out of the fucking way, dude. Were you able to hear that? Oh, yeah. So there's one. Jesus fucking Christ, lady. <laughs> so these are just passing thoughts. Yes. <laughs> so the audio on that one wasn't as wasn't as good, but there was this lady. I'm coming up to a stop so, or a stoplight, and I'm slowing down as I'm coming up. And she's like already in the middle of the intersection, and she's just stopped and she's looking at me. And so I said to her, "What the fuck are you looking at? Keep walking, bitch, or something like that. I don't know what it was, but and here's the next one. So. Those are all things, when you hear the recording, it's a little bit emotionless because it's out of the moment. I just said it, you know, shortly thereafter or maybe a couple hours. I remembered it, but they're just, uh, how would you say, yeah, just like you said, passing, passing thoughts directed at people uh, and my, I guess you can say, uh, just feelings of frustration 
what what sparked you to to try and do this? This is so fascinating. I'm actually really oh, this it is, was this in is something. Here. It was in one of the books I read. It was in one of the books that I read where one of the you know throughout the book there's several different activities that you can do to try out, and that was one of them. Negative How, com- negative comments. What's uh what's your assessment so far? You've been doing this for it's just a been like days, it's or? just been like two days. I haven't gotten all of them, <laughs> but already I'm like, oh wow, you've got a lot of passing thoughts that are you know fuck you, get out of the fucking way, dumbass, cocksucker, like all these things. <laughs> that and I say it without thinking about it, right? It's my thought, and then it just becomes real by by being the spoken word. And then I forget about it. And it's kind of funny because I didn't realize how much I talked to myself. But it's just little things like that. And honestly, I feel like there is justification behind it because you're just like all of them, all of my thoughts for the most part, the underlying mystery question is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get the like, stay in your own fucking lane. Don't cross the street when it says don't cross. Like, you're fucking making a left turn when you can't make a left turn in the middle of rush hour traffic, and you're causing everyone to bat. Like, it's my underlying thought is, what the fuck are you doing? I so so that's I don't know. You saying that kind of made me think about my own transport experience to and from my mom's work uh, for the past year year and a half, and. It's it's never or going to Chicago something like that. It's never people who are acting recklessly that I get super angry about. It's the people who just are moving like turtles that I find myself kind of cursing out loud. I've never thought about that before because I'm so I'm so focused on like the rage drivers that are going like 90 miles an hour down the road to just avoid them. It's like uh, under my breath I might say like fucking asshole or something like that, but then you have the people who are moving slow and I'm that, that is something where it's like, what are you doing? Why are you going 20 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone kind of thing? Yeah. It's the people that move without any intention that piss me off. Yeah. That's so interesting. I never thought about that because I do like, I do cuss under my breath quite, quite a bit when it comes to incompetent drivers. So yeah. And then I feel bad because then two minutes later I'm going to do something that an incompetent driver would do. So yeah, right. I try to but when you do it, it doesn't matter because it's you. Like, <laughs> exactly. I don't fucking care. Deal with it. But when it happens to you, you're like, just get off the road. Get so off how the road. how how intentional is this? Is this is this something that you're like focusing on right now? Just as a as a side yes. as a side thing. Yes. It's only been a few days, right? And Mo- my my day to day. I mean, I don't really even interact with people for the most part. My day to day is, you know, wake up, trade, go to the gym, maybe work on a couple of things if I can if I have time. Go out and do Postmates, come back, and like work on things. You know, I'm I'm always working on something in my apartment, so I'm not going out all the time and I hate going to the grocery store so I try and go only once every one to two weeks and everyone that I roller skate with is cool so the actual personal 
face-to-face interactions that I have with people are pretty minimal. Right. It's just, and this is, this is primarily on the road or is it like actual in-person when you're walking around? Kind of. No, dude, honestly, in person too. I don't even get why. (sighs) Dude, like fucking be aware of your fucking surroundings. It feels like like a super simple request. Right? Like just be aware of your surroundings. That you are not the only person on this planet right now, and that the world does not center around you. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's... people people just live living in their own worlds. Anyway, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, okay, so so I have kind of a parallel to that because I think that's so interesting. But I just got off the uh, podcast with Joe, and we were talking about it. It was the World Day of Prayer. Every day is a word. Real quick, when did everything become a, na- a global day of whatever the fuck? Dude, I know. There's there's like a Snickers day, and there's like an ice cream day. There's a milk day. There's all these like random ass just days. You know so. what I think happened? Social media. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Because as far as I was concerned growing up and whenever this happened, you have Father's Day and Mother's Day. And, and Tax Day. And, right? And then you have, I know, in some in some places, I think – I want to say maybe Japan, Grandparents' Day is a predominant thing. But oh, yes. Pet yeah, Day, Ice Cream Day, National Hug-A-Tree Day, like – <laughs> the fuck is going on that we have how am i not knowing what day it is i only know this by seeing instagram hashtag 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 it's like what the fuck dude that is totally social media and it's it's kind of like so it's it's i don't want to draw too close of a parallel between the religious component where there's always a feast day. in the catholic church there's always a feast day or a day of celebration, or a memorial day, like, every single day is something. And some of these days are just, uh, okay, so you just want to have a day to have a day. Make sure that there's something going on in every single day of the year that you have something to celebrate or commemorate or do something like that. It's like, it's a wonderful sentiment, I guess, for people who care about those type of things, whether it's religious or secular, but man uh, i just i can't i can't wrap my head around i i can't keep it in my internal memory what every day is because 99% of those days are unimportant to me like they have literally no resonance with my own personal experience i don't know what day it is until i see it on instagram it's like so were people like the you know the 10 days prior to being national pet day, like where people going, like going out to the grocery store and getting like special dog food or what, like how does everyone know, you know, are you going to bed thinking to yourself, wow, tomorrow's going to be national pet day, dude. Yes. Exactly. Or do you just see it's that not, it's, it's national not... pet day on Instagram? 
Or does someone just call bullshit and say, you know what, I'm going to start a hashtag that says National Whatever Day, and then all of a sudden, by the end of the day, millions of people hashtag this, hashtag that, hashtag this, hashtag that. So it's like, oh my gosh, today's National Pet Day? And then before you know it, you're posting all these photos of your pet, and all your followers are seeing like, that it's National Pet Day, when you didn't even know it was National Pet Day to begin with. Right? And I feel like, I feel like some of these days that are just so ridiculous are literally just created through social media. Like, suddenly, we're going to make this a day, and then suddenly it becomes a thing where now everyone is going to keep, you know, March March 23rd on their day for National Hug-A-Tree Day. Right. And, and yeah, now, I'm going to start keeping tabs. Hmm, this is funny because National Ice Cream Sprinkles Day last year was on <laughs> April 5th, but this year it's on whatever, you know, June 10th. People can't even keep their own hashtag straight. That's what I think is going to happen. I just – I honestly think people are just pulling this out of their ass. Like I don't understand. And then not to mention there's only 365 days a year. If you really want to take it seriously and give a day some credibility, give it its own day and not have it be shared with any other days because there's definitely more than 365 hashtags out there. And the thing that I'm thinking about right now is – I can't think off the top of my head, but there are some weird ass days that are now like recognized or whatever that will literally pop up in my Google calendar under the, the national holidays or something like that. It's like, wait, what? Wait, we're having a, a day that's recognized by Google now that this is yeah, become pancake a day or whatever. Oh my God. Pancake day. Um, oh, okay. So here I just. Most bizarre national days, days and weeks coming up in, uh, well, this is from last year. So January 19th is National Popcorn Day. February 6th is National Girls and Women's in Sports Day. February 9th is National Pizza Day. February 27th is National Retro Day. March 18th is National Awkward Moments Day. You gotta be kidding me. Bro. Like this is, uh, oh, oh, April 22nd is National Stationary Week. And then June 1st stationary? is na- stationary? Like stationary that you write on? Yeah, stationary. National like Station. That is the most inanimate of all inanimate objects. Pancakes, I understand. Pizza, <laughs> I understand. Ice cream, I understand. Stationary? The type of the stuff you find the at the word. hotel desk when you walk into your room that you, and you know what I'm saying? What? And that's that's the literal definition is stationary is to stand still and do nothing. But there's an entire week for national national stationary week. Uh, and, oh, and then uh, June 1st is National Milk Day. And I feel like the only way that you'd be able to know what these days are is to be on like social media. Otherwise. We'd be living the lives that we were like 10 years ago, just not having any awareness of any of this stuff. Does like, Europe yeah. have any national European thing? Like, does the European Union have their own? No, because they're not infatuated with themselves like Americans are. It looks like the holidays are based after actual people or things that have happened as opposed to inanimate objects that have absolutely absolutely no so some guy did something his favorite food was pizza and they make it national pizza day national pizza day. <laughs> something like that that's what it seems like yeah that's so wild i i think that's just a u.s phenomenon 
I, I really don't think that there's there's a global acceptance to some of this this bullshit that that goes on. Yeah, but okay. So really quickly, I, I'm sure that you have something else to share. Um, right before talking about just going back to the the whole cursing thing and and being observant as to your emotional mental state. What are your thoughts? Because it is World Prayer Day. Uh, what are your thoughts on prayer? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like religious or anything. I'm just, I'm just curious as to, cause I mean, you're, you're a spiritual person. I'm sure, I'm sure you prayed or you pray or something like that. Just kind of curious as to what your thoughts on the effectiveness of praying is. Cause that, it just, it, my mind started churning from the podcast that I just recorded. So is just just curious. I feel like we all pray, right? Dude, honestly, I think it's a waste of time. I think it's something that people do to feed their ego. With the exception, we'll 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 dive into it, you know. Let's put aside trauma and situations of life and death where someone is praying for someone in the hospital or something like that. But right on yeah. a more Surface level, you know, I've been praying all week for this job promotion or I'm praying that, you know, or whatever. It's like, dude, I don't – people don't understand their own power. Like anything that you want is – has already been granted. You just have to work for it, right? And then honestly, like let, let's switch to the side where, you know – your mom is in the hospital. She has a you know twenty percent chance of coming out of this surgery alive or whatever, and and you're praying. It's like I don't fucking get it, man. Like you either come out or you don't. So what you're telling me is that this entity that people first of all separate themselves from, which is a mistake in the first place, by naming him God. He is now superior. He is a separate entity that is completely different than you. You're praying to this this thing, this idol, for everything to be okay. Well, hey, man, if that's your belief system, I'm pretty sure he's already made up his mind. She's either going to live or she's not. But if you get enough fucking retweets, then he'll change his mind. You know what I'm saying? Get a few more likes and retweets. You pray in the family. and the You know what I'm saying? Sorry to sound so callous and brash, but that's just my perception. People don't get that they have the power within them to I don't know. It's a it's one of those subjects where if like you speak your mind and if somebody else disagrees with you, they feel like you are attacking their entire identity and very being and essence and thus as a result have to defend their belief and will attack you and smite you down just because you have a different belief than them yeah well and uh, like i feel like because we were trying to understand the difference between i think what you were just talking about like the the superficial prayers like the, the christmas yes. day prayers right where it's i want something immediately and it was interesting because I had brought up the – I remember back – it was freshman year of high school in at Glenbard West, and I would go up to the hill, right, where on the weekends no one was there 
It was all just quiet and calm. And I would try and commune with God. And, you know, the prayers would be relatively, like, give me peace kind of things. But then I also had those other prayers in there where it's like, God, please give me a girlfriend. Like, right. I, if you if you give me that, I will do anything in my power to keep that relationship and give her everything that she wants. And you know how that story unfolds. But ultimately, it originated from that that prayer that I said, I'm making commitment to you, God, if you give me this, you know, I don't want to say material thing, but if you give me this, this thing that I really, really want, then I'm, I'm gonna do whatever I can to try and make that work. Um, and yeah, it's like, dude, I mean, God answers our prayers, but a lot of times it's not in <laughs> the way that we necessarily want. That's a great way to put it because most of the time when I think prayer, I think superficial prayers. All that, right. you know, or like, oh, you guys are going through a difficult time, you know, I'll pray for you. Bitch, no, you're not. Like, you just, people, 99% of the time, they just say that because it's just something that you say. Like, I'm sorry. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there exactly. is, there is a good intention behind these things, but 99% of the time, you just say these things just to say them because that's how you interact with other human beings but i will say this if i were to ever be in a position with my back against the wall and i just and you know you're borderline in shock and like you don't know what else to do other than to like say a prayer that is so much more different than a superficial prayer and i want to go back to what i said earlier if i were to have a moment hoping for a positive outcome I would not necessarily take the approach of asking for something as opposed to having a form of prayer that is calming myself down, tapping into my ethereal self, and kind of having a moment knowing everything is going to be okay regardless of the outcome yeah prayers kind of evolve for me in in that regard where it's like as opposed to because here's the thing is that people okay so there there's that that saying that old saying there's no atheists in foxholes i don't know if you've heard that term before you've never heard that i've never heard Uh, that yeah so that that's kind of a common saying where when you're in a moment of like super intense stress or like mortal danger or whatever, your instinct is going to be like, please get me out of this. Please get me out of this seemingly impossible situation. And yeah, I feel I feel like a lot of times people are asking for very particular things. They want things to go their way. And so they pray in that very particular manner. And I don't know. I I guess the way that I was trying to like understand it in my own self was the fact that we all are like we all have that that need and desire to to want us to be on the right path but dude like prayers are answered in the most unusual ways and so if you want to be particular about your prayer like i want to get this this job and this salary increase or something like that like you're only setting yourself up to get disappointed because oh god didn't answer my prayer etc cetera, etc cetera. he answers like, it 10 years later after you've gone through dog shit and then all of a sudden you're like oh yeah now i have my dream job and dream salary exactly 
it's like, you know, our prayers are answered in different ways. And so for me, it, it's become a little more broad. Like right now, for myself anyway, it's a prayer that I have a path open up to me, a direction that I should be going to move all of my energy and effort into. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a self-centered prayer, but it's also something that I feel like um, doesn't doesn't constrain my own expectations with what God is going to provide. So, yeah, I don't know. It's this weird, it's this weird balancing act of being self-aware, but also understanding that, I don't know, good, good things, good, uh, prayers are going to be answered, and sometimes the answer is no, but if you uh, have that, that sense of, like, faith, that something can come out of it, I don't know, that's, that sustained me through all the shit that I've gone through. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, my experience with, like, with prayer and church is I've, I have always felt disconnected, and I was like, I don't get it. How are people so into this? It's like I'm are looking around, and people are praying, and it's just like, am I missing something? Did I miss a memo somewhere? Because everyone <laughs> is super emotional and tapped in, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Oh, yeah. Like, what? But I think that's an important aspect to note is when you're praying, you know, you should probably – it would make more sense to to ask for guidance as opposed to asking for a particular outcome. Yeah, or or something more general, like asking for because, like, if you if you have a relative on a deathbed or something like that, I mean, yeah, you could certainly pray. Please let them pull through it, and they may, but it might not be in the way that is what that person wants, but. Praying for something like peace or, I don't know, some sense of, of closure or something like that, I think is a little more accessible to what God can provide, but also what we can hear in those moments. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I also think that it doesn't make any sense and is a waste of time. I mean, those are pretty strong words that I said in now and in the beginning when we started talking about this, but the way I operate is knowing that I'm a drop of water. That is the ocean. You, you know, it's the same thing, but it's not. And so when you're asking for something, you are essentially asking for something that you, you don't have that you need. But if you stop and realize that, you know, you are God, you are this scaled down version of God. Well, if you want to get technical, God doesn't need really ask anything because then that would mean that he is not all powerful and not all knowing and not all present and so it just doesn't make sense to me that's why if i were to pray i can't i don't think i've ever prayed i think i've done it because i was told to right Really? Or when I was a kid, God, please okay. give me Nintendo 64. You know, like that, when I was a kid yeah, type thing. Yeah, yeah. But as an adult or a teenager, not once. Really? Because so, I know that you you had a period where you ended up reading through the entire Bible, and that was, what, like seven years ago or something like that? Yeah, I, we did Bible studies, and I went to church, and I tried. I was like, okay, like this is working out for people. Like, And I understood the messages, and I – and – I understood everything that it was about, but the emotional component and having a relationship with Jesus and with God, I was like, I don't 
I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. Once I realized that I could get something out of religion without adhering to religion, that's when I realized, in my opinion, that the whole – that it's – for me, for my reality, my truth, that it's a farce. What do you, what do you think about uh, the Lord's Prayer? Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And yeah, it's like, and that was the the only reason I bring that up is because, I mean, in the same way that a lot of people get stuff from communion and I would give communion to people, I never felt that spiritual oomph or whatever. And in praying too, it was also kind of that middle ground as to not, I knew that it was important, like, but I couldn't feel it. But dude, when I was growing up and even through seminary and into early ministry, saying the Lord's Prayer, uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, was something that, I don't know, it, it just struck me in the context of that entire prayer, gave me a sense of peace and solace and, like, forgiveness, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a rote prayer. It's something that is said so many times that it can lose its meaning. But I don't know. There, there's there's certain prayers. There are certain things that you know. I'm I'm kind of in your camp, but at the same time, I've also seen for myself anyway the meaning of doing something like the Lord's Prayer, which has like brings me brings me probably to tears about fifty percent of the time. And I don't know. I I don't know what it is. It's not like I'm in a super emotional state or anything. I just feel overwhelmed um, when I say those prayers. I guess I should say this, and I think I, I misspoke when I said that religion is a farce. What I intended to say as a message was the people who are the religious fanatics are the ones who have ruined it for everybody. I, I wouldn't I would not disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is one of the most irritating things and it really i mean it, it closes a lot of people off and it's like i've known people who they're not the religious fanatic they're not the you know crazy evangelical and i see them as a an example like a shining light like oh this is you know they have turned they have made religion a bit appetizing for somebody who does not practice that because they are an embodiment of what it is, right? But then I hear them make these little comments about whatever, and it's like, uh, hold, hold, hold up. Hit the brakes real quick. What did you just say? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I All of a sudden, you know, you lost a little bit of credibility with me. So, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the kind of counter to that too, cause I, you know, just being in GA, I meet a lot of people who have, have come to Jesus or something like that. And I don't want to be, I don't know. I don't want to be crude or anything like that, but these are people who have not had any firm guidance or direction in their entire lives. People around them have not been good supporting cast members in their own life experience and journey and so they're lost they're kind of out at sea wondering give me a path give me a give me a sign and then they find god they find jesus 
and then that's all they can talk about. I mean, that was something that I was first exposed to in seminary, like my first and second year of seminary, where they're, the people who were part of recovery programs, all they could talk about was God and Jesus and how their life was changed forever. And the attitude was like, well, it worked for me, which means it can work for you. And so it became this this weird one size like, fits all bullshit. That's a, that's the thing. Size fit, yeah, that's really yeah, what it is. I think that's a good that's a good way to put it. A one size fits all approach. And you know, going going into GA uh, and and Ray was the same type of person. A one size fits all. If you don't agree with what I'm telling you, then clearly you're not following God. And so it's one of those things where yeah, just yeah, that frustrates me because it it feels like. Both it excludes people who could find a good message, but it also sucks people into like a cult of personality. It's like it's not about yeah, it's not about God. It's about the person who's telling you. And I think uh, one thing because I'm trying to like because it was an unexpected question when you asked me that, and I was like, oh boy, all right. Well, here's my first thought: boom, 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 boom. How's that for an answer? You know. And so with with these types of things, I I try and gather my thoughts the best that I can to be uh, succinct and um, not Co- offend people. But at the yeah, and but at the same time, it's like I got to speak what I believe. What is my truth in my world based on the experiences that I've had for the last 33 years? And so uh, – but one thing that, that you mentioned that kind of got me thinking, the best way to sum it up, to sum up my opinion of the thing, of the whole thing, because it, religion, whether it's Christianity or you know, uh, uh, Islam or whatever or any Eastern – religion or whatever the hell it is they do have value and they can you know exponentially improve somebody's life but i just realized right now my my problem is not with the religion with religion itself and i think that's kind of how i came off in the beginning my problem is not with religion my my problem is with the institution that religion operates in that is where I have yeah. my problem, is the institution, not the religion itself. Because they always try and guilt trip you. The institution instills fear and tries to make you feel guilty for not adhering to the way that they do things. Oh, God. And see, like, the here's the crazy part, too, and this is kind of like my macro understanding of how faith works, so I'll try to abbreviate it, but... More or less, every single faith tradition that has emerged, major world faith tradition that has emerged over the course of the past 4,000 years, has emerged out of a previous system where the powerful basically say the lowly can't, you know, are not worthy and must be kind of relegated. And so you don't have that, that value. It's about the people who rule. You need to follow orders. You need to adhere to everything that we tell you. And every single time, so out of Judaism came Christianity because of that authoritarian persona that I think that you're trying to, you know, articulate. Same thing with uh, Hinduism. Buddhism emerged out of Hinduism because of that exact same thing. Every world faith that you see, there's always a thing that breaks off of it that says, this is not what God wants us to be doing. Uh, We don't want to 
be in a very like isolated center where we are the center of the universe and that uh, we must follow the rules of the mortal leaders who are telling us to do this, that, or the other thing like that just, yeah, it's not, it's not sustainable. And it, it causes people to search for new ways to kind of find that relationship with God. But dude, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to that, like, personal communication with God, I feel like that's something that we, we all have accessibility to. We just don't understand it in the way that maybe we should because we've been told that it's something that it's not. Like, a, a prayer is an answer to all the problems that you have in life. Like, no, that's not it. But we're told that over and over again. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray. Yeah, just pray. Exactly. It's like, no, no, that's not... That's nowhere near what's necessary. That's not that's not what the Bible says. That's not what the Hebrew scriptures say. Like that's not what Buddhism says. Like, no, that's not yeah. There's a better way. Prayer should be looked at as something, in my opinion, as something sacred. Like, you know, only use when you absolutely need it. Don't mm. do it for frivolous things. Right. Uh, I like that. Yeah. You know, emergency use only. <laughs> only <or laughs> break, break, break glass I mean, in the case of emergency. Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah. I mean, you can pray about anything, but don't have any expectations. I pray that I get these I, baseball yeah. tickets. But <laughs> right. if you, that's what you need to do to make yourself feel like you'll maybe have a better chance, then do it. But don't, you know, shake your fist at the heavens because that's a sellout game and you can't afford the tickets or whatever the case is. And, and, and keep in mind too, that people telling you to do that sort of thing are the ones who are making profit off of the trust that you have in them. And it's like, uh, you know, you, you always have to have a good, a good modicum of, uh, suspicion and kind of skepticism like you do. And yeah, I mean, the the proof is in the pudding, I guess, is the, the terminology. But, yeah, over time, right, it's the long game. I did not think that we would have most of our conversation on a, on a theological spectrum. Cause I know. I thought we that, started but... this podcast five minutes ago. What happened? <laughs> Seriously? A lot better than that. some of the episodes where we are talking. It's like, oh, man, this is awesome. I think we're almost, oh, it's been 12 minutes. What the <laughs> hell? Just going on. It feels like an hour went by, and it's been 12 or 15 minutes. Like, shit, how are we going to fill this time? Right. I think that's a good note to end on. Episode number 199 is in the books. One more, and we hit 200. We'll see you there. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>